This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So here I am standing outside the Emirates Stadium with the man called Robbie. Robbie Lyle from AFTV or Arsenal Fan TV, as you know. And I've known Robbie for years, known him from well. years back when we were when we started Besotted, actually. When we started Besotted a blog, started Besotted a podcast, the vlog, whatever you want to call it. And we were one of the first vloggers out there. And then this yep. man popped up. Robbie yeah. and he's like yeah and you're still you're a surveyor at the time if I remember rightly weren't you <laughs> I used to work as a surveyor, that's yeah. right you're a surveyor and then you used to pop up every now and again down to Victoria down at Ball Street used to do yeah, some yeah. things as we were doing for them and then now you're off doing your thing we're doing our thing and we meet back again and every year In Premier League that's right I thought one day yeah, nice chatting to Robbie on a, on, a, on a level as they say Robbie how you doing yeah yeah you're on a level now you know what I mean you're, 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 you guys are here you're in the Premier League you're in the European places, and you know what I mean. Um, it's good to see. It's good to see what Brentford have been doing, man. I, mean, I think you guys have been incredible, um, and I love going to um, the ground and what you guys have achieved down there. And I mean, but we need these points this weekend. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to do, uh, win this Premier League, man. And um, it's a massive game for us all taking on Brentford at the Emirates. Yeah, big game. So listen, I mean, your season. I mean, if you compare it to last season when, like I said, you, we played your first game of the season, bang, gave you a little bit of a beating, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, you, you left with your tails between your legs and had to kind of sort of re recalibrate the whole Arsenal machine over the series of the season. But then you come back this season and you're a different kettle of fish altogether. I mean, just talk to us briefly about your season. Yeah, I mean, I remember that first game. I was at the game. I remember I saw you down there and... Um, you know, I remember standing up there and thinking, how bad are we? I mean, it, 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 there was some mitigating circumstances to that game. You know, I mean, we did have a couple of players out with COVID, etc. But still, it was a horrible performance. And we got royally turned over by Brentford, deservedly so. And um, at that time, you're thinking to yourself, where are we heading? Then went on to lose our next two games after that. And it wasn't until we sort of came back to the Emirates and turned over Norwich and the, and, the, the, and the game that really set, I feel, us back on track and really set Mikel Arteta on this path was when we played Tottenham here, obviously local derby and we beat them easily and after that, that's when the fans really started getting behind Mikel Arteta and we've been on a great journey since then and I remember going to watch the team Obviously, we just missed out on the top four last year. And I went to watch the team pre-season over in America, in Florida. And I just remember just looking at the team and thinking, this team looks sharp. They look ready. They look fitter than they were last year. 
they look they look a team, you know what I mean? I was like, I think Arsenal are going to have a good season this year. Obviously, I wasn't thinking about winning the league or nothing like that. I'm just thinking, I think we're going to have a good season and we're going to put up a good challenge for the for the top four. And I have to say, the season so far has been been amazing. You know, we played great football. Um, we've 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 just been really really good. You know, what I mean, the, the the Emirates Stadium at the moment, the atmosphere in there is incredible. You'll see for yourself when you come down here on on um, Saturday. And yeah, everything's just really positive at the moment and really moving in a in a, in a positive direction. Yeah, I mean, and and you're talking about Arteta because I mean, and I've got to ask a question. I mean, last season, Arteta was. He was under pressure, as far as I'm concerned. He was under pressure. And, you know, your opinion on Arteta last season compared to this season, has it changed? Yeah, well, obviously, we're top of the league, so it's obviously changed. I think the, the pressure that he was under was at the start of the season. The, you know, started off, as I said, with a defeat at your place. Those first three defeats in a row. Listen, if you're in charge of any Premier League club and you lose your first three games, it doesn't matter whether you're managing a team like Arsenal, which is a massive club, or you're managing a team right down the bottom of the league, you're under pressure. Simple as that. And he was under pressure. He won his next two games after that, which relieved the pressure. And then, you know, I think throughout the season then, it was fans then, he was starting to win back the fans. And remember, we finished off the, the season um, by just missing out on the top four by a, by a point or two points, I think it was, right? So he, he earned... He earned the respect to the fans with with what he did um, last year. He earned, he won back the fans. He won them um, back over after a really poor start. In which, you know, I'd say for the first few months in particular of the season, he was under a lot of pressure. Yeah, and it's interesting to say that because I mean, I talked to Turkish, as you know, mm. you know, on your channel and on our channel to start the season, and I was talked about the difference between our club and your club, and I was saying about you know, listen, you know, I said, listen, if you've got a manager you believe in and you've got players that you believe in, sometimes you've got to give them time, yeah. you know? And is there a thought, there's a thought process going in, especially in teams like us, when we look at bigger teams like you and say sometimes you don't give, you put too much pressure on these managers, on these players and everything like that. Uh, just to give a story, Thomas Frank, when he first started at Brentford, I don't know if you know that he lost his first eight. At, out of his first 10 matches, he lost eight, drew one and won one game only. Wow. Right, he right. He lost them. Would have been sacked in the and Premier League. Every <laughs> single channel that I was going on, they said, "Do you want him to be sacked?" And I went, "No," nah. because again, we chat to the club, and the club was saying, "No, nah, no, nah, it's fine. He's doing everything right. It's just the ball's not going to the back of the net." Blah blah blah. But he's ticking all the right boxes for us because Brentford have got this longer term thing going on. So just coming back to you, and I'm just asking this, Rob, because I've known you for years mm. as a fan channel as well. Do you think that you, because you can get to a lot of people? You help putting this pressure on the managers, you know what I'm saying? Because you had the yeah. the thing with, with with Wenger, you got with Arteta, you know what I'm saying? I'm just wondering if you if you have to look at what you're doing as well. And this yeah. is not a disrespect. I'm just yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, if you if you lost eight games at Arsenal in a row, <clears throat> I think you'd be ticking your P45. That's for definite. I hear you just don't get that patience at a club of this size. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't happen. But going back to what you're saying there, I think right. And I, and, and I think a lot of people really miss this. And I want them to sit down and now realise this, right? Arsenal one of the most patient clubs going, right? So, you know, when people say, oh, do you think you're pressure? Arsene Wenger was in charge for what, over 20 years. One of the longest serving managers in the history of the Premier League, right? Um, Mikel Arteta, you know what I mean? 
people say he was under pressure, but it wasn't like that was his first year at Arsenal. You know what I mean? Last season, that was the, he was into his second year in the Premier League and the club did stick with him, stick by him, right? And he's still here and now he's doing good things. So we've got a history here of, you know, we may have a go at the manager. You may see sometimes a section of the fans saying, right, well, you know, we think maybe it's time for uh, to make a change. But we do stick by manager. I know that, you know, before that Emery... Um, didn't last very long, and nor did uh, Freddie Jungberg. But on the whole, you know, they do give the managers a chance, and I, and I do, you know, I I I don't listen. We're we're a platform in which we allow fans to to have their say, and you know, there are going to be fans. If you know, like if you're going back to your example, if you lost eight games, you may have said that you feel he should get the, you know, he should stay in place. But probably if you'd have gone around. And interview like, say, ten Brentford fans. I'm sure you get at least five of them who say, "Well, maybe we need to make a change." So, you know, people are entitled to their opinions, but ultimately, it's down to the club. With a like, like you just said, there, they can sometimes see behind the scenes and see what that manager's doing. Has he, you know, because a lot of times I think when managers get sacked, they've lost the dressing room, they've lost the players, and then there's no hope. But sometimes if you can see behind the scenes, and I think obviously they saw that with Arteta, and I think that played out a lot with the documentary that was subsequently done, you could see that he had all the players on board. You know, he maybe, you know, he fell up, fallen out with Aubameyang, say, for instance, but all the other players were on board with what he was doing. So they were never had it in their thoughts at all to sack him. And they were right because you know look look what he's doing now yeah, yeah and maybe we're lucky because you know the access that we have you know the mm. owner the director of football the chairman you know people that we you know we speak to you got them on whatsapp we can chat to them which and, is a great thing you know, which is a small, yeah, yeah. smaller community club so they give us a bit more yeah. of an understanding about and you know what's what? going on and that's a great point because sometimes with fans as well when they understand what is going on they tend to they, they're not as you know they're, they're not as vociferous and I think, right, the, one of the things that really helped um, Mikel Arteta, really helped get the fans on his side, was that documentary. Because the documentary showed you behind the scenes. And so, for, I'll take, for example, like last week, you know, obviously he was at Everton and we lost to Everton. But I remember the game the year before when we lost to Everton. And that was, a, that was on par with the Brentford loss. I mean, it was terrible performance by Arsenal that night, right? And obviously, we, you just as fans, you leave the game and you're thinking to your fans, you're thinking to yourself, do, do these players really care? What kind of performance is that? And that? But then when you actually watch the documentary and you saw Arteta's reaction, he was like getting into the players and literally saying all the same things that the fans were saying, like, you know, what is this? You know, what, what sort of profit? You know what I mean, so you then start to see, you, you see a bit behind the scenes and you realise that, hey, this manager, he really cares. He really... And that, that, that is why... Having a good relationship with the fans, sometimes, obviously, I don't think they, they could be as open as have uh, the directors here and a WhatsApp. <laughs> I wouldn't advise that for them at all, right? But, but you know, being 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 open with the fans sometimes, right, is a very important thing because you you get them on board. They, can, you know, we, we we fans are grown up people, man. We 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 understand it sometimes when you know if 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 you explain certain things, but sometimes I think with some of the real big clubs. It's a kind of pull up the drawbridges and, you know, let's just... That's like, good them. 
sort of bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when, you know, people didn't start to find their own narrative. Yeah, yeah. So, so just back to the, to the league itself, rivals-wise, because you're top of the league at the moment now. A few little slips. Obviously, this Everton game is a bit of a slip. Man yeah. City, we've talked about, so. you know, and Man yeah. City, you're playing them very soon you know, after us. But Man City are going through a few little issues at the moment, which probably will resolve themselves after this season. So, yeah. there's, they're going to be, they're going to be, you know, obviously problems. Then you've got your, you've got your Man United, you've got your Tottenham's, a few others. Anybody worrying you out there? Well, obviously, Man City is the team that I'm worried about. I'm not so worried about Man United. You know, he slipped up again the other night, and we've got a couple, you know, we've got a decent points advantage over them and a couple of games in hand. I think, you know, I'd be very shocked if United could catch us, but obviously, City, down the years, we've seen what they've done. They've been able to put together unbelievable runs and um, chase teams down. So, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Obviously very worried about them and then, you know, we got them after you. So, but I, what I think it is with Arsenal and what really gives me a lot of joy this season and gives me a lot of hope as well is that we've been playing excellent football from the, from the day the season started till now. We've been playing excellent football. So even when we lost to Everton last week, I couldn't be too hard on the team. And the fans that we spoke to weren't hard on the team because it's like, we haven't seen this this season. They've been consistently good. So I've just got faith in them that, you know, they will turn that around, that, you know, that they will come and put a performance in this weekend in front of um, the fans because the prize that we're chasing is enormous. We're being hunted down by Manchester City. They're, you know, they're, they're a great club with great players. But I feel, I do feel this year, you know, that we have got enough to get over the line if we just, you know, keep consistent between now and the end of the season. And I do feel as well that City could slip up in, you know, I remember they lost to you guys um, at the Etihad, you know what I mean? So they, they got more games to slip up in as well. So it's going to be whoever's the more consistent team from now till the end of the season. But certainly how we've been playing all season, the evidence is there that, you know, this is a very, very good Arsenal side. We're not, we're not fluking wins. We're, we're going out there and we're deserving the win. I mean, the, the last game here against Manchester United, I thought we fully deserved to win that game, even though it was a great game and United were very good in the game. We fully deserved to win that game. You know, we took the game to United and, and, and we got over the line in the end. Yeah, I mean, you talked about the Everton game and obviously that was a big blow for you and you lost against Everton. I'm just wondering, do you think, because there's been some, some results where these so-called smaller teams have actually beaten the bigger sides, Man City have been beaten, done it we've done times. it, you know what I'm saying, there's quite a few of them. Yeah. Do you actually think the title actually might be decided by these so-called smaller sides? You never know, you know, because the thing is about it, right, is that like a lot of people will look on the teams, will look on the uh, fixture list 
and you go right if we beat City in that game and if we and I look on it differently and I say well I think there's more slip ups to come from all teams so you just got to beat the next team that you're playing you know what I mean it's not going to I don't think it's just going to come down to um, uh, teams like City because there's so many good teams in the Premier League I mean Fulham when they came here they put in a really good performance they're a good side <clears throat> um, Brighton have been excellent this season. You know what I mean? You saw the other day how they turned over um, Liverpool, you know? Wolves the other day, they turned over Liverpool 3-0. You know what I mean? I think every team in the Premier League now, right, are good. They've all got international players. They've all, you know, you got, you got Wolves are right down the bottom and they were still able to attract that Lopetegu as their manager who was like manager of Real Madrid and Spain. And he's come to manage Wolves with the right. When he took over, they're like rock bottom of, of the Premier League. So, what does that tell you about the the managers that are being attracted in, the players that are being attracted into the league? So, if you're not up for it on any given day in this Premier League, you'll get turned over because you're not coming up against teams that are levels below you. You're probably coming up against sometimes teams that have got players that are. Maybe good enough to play in your team, but probably the reason why they don't get in is because they can't do it consistently every week. But on any given day, they can do it. And if you're not on your job, you get turned over. So there's going to be more twists and turns before the end of the season. That's right. So listen, you talked about Arsenal and you listen, you reeled off, you reeled off some players to be there earlier. Are you comfortable with your squad this season in? No, I think we've got a great squad. Yeah, I really do. You know what I mean? I think it's balanced. I think, you know, we, we've got players like Mike, Martin Odegaard, who's been brilliant this season. Um, you know, Gabriel Jesus, before he got injured, he's been fantastic. And just, I think our defence has been really good this year. You know what I mean? Gabriel and William Saliba, who's come in. Ben White, you know, um, Zinchenko, who's been, uh, you know, Thomas Partey. We've got such a balanced team at the moment. The starting eleven is really, really strong. And I think we made a couple of good additions in the January transfer window as well. So, yeah, I'm very happy with the team this season. So, if you were a school teacher, Robbie the school teacher, who should be doing better? Who should be doing better in our team? Yeah. Um, do you know, if I'm a school teacher, I'm saying to you, you're all doing good. You know what I mean, I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, honestly, there's like, they've all been good. They've all been consistently good this season, I, I, you know. So, I'd be like, if I was a school teacher, I'd just be like, go out there and win me that league and, you know. Because <laughs> you're all good. You're all doing a business. You're all straight A students right now. We talked about the top of the league. Just quickly, the bottom of the league. Just who's the worst team you play so far this season? The worst team. Oh, the worst team. He wasn't ready for that one. Question because yeah, because you know you see, you look at a team like Southampton are right at the bottom, but they got a draw for us when we played them at their place. So they can't be, you know, they weren't really the worst team when we played them at the time because they got, uh, they got a draw out of us. The worst team. Someone oh. got a win. That, someone got a win, but they should, didn't deserve one. Maybe. <sighs> Robbie, you can hear the cogs going in his head do you know, here. Do you know, I don't want this to sound disrespectful, but I was quite surprised how easily we beat you guys yeah. when we come to your place. You know, considering, you know, the battle the year before there, yeah. I thought, but I, I did think that day we put in a really good performance. So, you know, you, you kind of you caught us when we were flying, you know what I mean? So, but the, I, I don't know what the worst team's been, man. We, we turned over quite a lot of teams. You can, you can say Brentford, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say Brentford. I'm not going to say Brentford. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, let me think about that. But you talked about that game where you beat us earlier on this season, okay? Um, I mean, and it surprised you because we weren't, you know, what you expected. You, you were know? a bit off it now, yeah. yeah. But in general, Brentford this season, give us your thoughts. Oh, it's, just, it's been a wonderful season for you guys, you know what I mean? Um, it's been so impressive, you know what I mean? To see where you are in the league, to see the football you play, to see some of the scalps that you've taken. You know what I mean? Man United... That game, I mean, listen, I was a Brentford supporter that day because I always like to see United get beaten, but you were electric that day. And, you know what I mean? And then, um, you know, Chelsea, you know, Manchester City. I mean, you've taken some huge scalps. This is why we've got to be on job this week because, you know, I think uh, you've got a team there and they're not scared of anybody. You know what I mean? They will go toe-to-toe with anybody. And, you know, I, so I think you guys have had a, a wonderful season. You really have. I like your manager. You know, I mean, I've loved seeing you guys on the TV, like with the atmosphere at your stadium. I've been, listen, I've been victim to that, right? That, you know, when you go there and if you're not on, on job, as I said, that place is absolutely rocking and you can get turned over very easily. So, no, well done to Brentford. I really would like to see you guys um, get a European spot, but just not. You know, I'm, you, you're like, you can be like my second club, but after this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and look, second club, so we're at your second club. Other than Ivan Tony, because everyone knows Ivan Tony, then which player from your second club concerns well, you? Well, I didn't say you're my second club. I said you can be, <laughs> after this weekend, if you give us the three points, you can be my second club. Yeah, that's right. Um, which, which player? It concerns you. Other than Ivan, because you all know. Well, then, Burmo uh, is is a very, I mean, he's a very dangerous player. He's so quick, direct, strong, skillful as well. Um, I think he's a very underestimated um, player. He's very important in that combination you got up there. And that, that Wister looks good as well. Every time he comes over that little, bo- I'm sure Wister's on fire. I'm sure he scored against us last year. Wister's on did, fire. Did he? He comes over with that little bald head, man. He's quick. <laughs> I like, you know, I mean, I remember that game when Tony was missing. You didn't even miss him because of them two played so well. So, yeah, I think those three I'm fearful of. Yeah, that's right. And listen, game on Saturday, big game for you. You know, big game for us because we want to go on a European tour, as they say. Mm. Uh, well, actually, I don't, I'm not quite sure if I want to go on a European <laughs> tour. Not yet, you know what I'm saying? But you, we want to go, you, you want to win the league, you know what I'm saying? So, big game. How's it going to pan out? Well, listen, um, I'm hoping, this is what I'm hoping for, that, you know, we get back to playing our football. You know, I, I'm, I'm wondering what sort of style you're going to play. I, I do think you're going to go a bit more direct, especially after seeing what Everton did uh, last week. I do expect you guys to go a little bit more direct than you normally do. But, um, yeah, I think for Arsenal, what we what's going to be very important is to get off to, get off to a fast start, you know, which is something we've been doing a lot um, this season. So if we can get off to a fast start, get an early goal, settle the nerves down. I, I really do think we could have um, some joy, but we're going to have to be very mindful of Brentford, especially on the counter-attack, because um, you're so dangerous. OK, so I'm going to have to ask you, Robbie, Saturday, Mighty Bees coming to the Emirates. Hybrid, I still like to call it, because the new Hybrid, we well, call it. The so yeah. That's right, you got the new Hybrid thing yeah. there. So, um, score prediction? I don't go 3-1, but... I don't think it's going to be an easy free run. I think it's going to be a difficult game where it could be like one of those games where we just pull away at the end with a couple of late goals or something like that. But I think it's going to be a really tough game because there's so much on it for us. Um, and I think it's more of a free hit for you guys, even though I know your positional place and that, but it's, it's a tough place to come to for teams. We, we've been, we're, we're unbeaten here 
um, this season. We haven't lost a game at the Emirates, you know, so um, and only drawn one game. So we don't really slip up here much, and we've got to get back on track. I mean, you know, players must be. I think after that game against Everton last week, they probably would have loved to have played this game on the Monday if they could have. How they'd be chomping at the bit. They they know that they didn't really put in a good performance last week, so they got a bounce back. And you know, it's just before our game against Man City and we need to go into there with some, some positive stuff. Yeah, Ricky. So listen, Robbie, great chatting to you um, here at the City. And we'll, we'll, listen, Saturday, we'll be here on Saturday. I might even check you before the game, might yeah, check man, you after we'll the here, game. Man. And like I said to you, you know... After the game, right over there, man, by the Tony Adams statue. Th- that's right. Oh, I would love to come and uh, hear from you after that's that game. That's right, man. yeah. And like I said to you, you know, we're going to be in the st- same same division next season. So, you know, you oh, can yeah, come down listen, to Brentford. Of course, man. Yeah, I mean, and... You know, I mean, I hope Brentford are here for a very long time. I think the way the club is run and, and the fans and everything is a real credit to, you know, especially with what, all the stuff we've been hearing this week, you know, it just goes to show you that if, when a club's run well, it's not just about how much money you throw at it. It's, you know, it's, it's, if you run a club well, you can do well in this division. So, well done yeah. to Brimford. No, Ricky, Ricky. You can catch us <clears throat> prior to West.London as well. We've got the pre-Arsenal uh, match podcast. And after the match, we've also got the post-match podcast as well. And you never know, you might get Robbie back on there to see whether or not his 3-1 prediction <laughs> is right. But listen, Robbie, great chatting to you. And I'll All catch right. up with you soon. Nice, nice one. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.